0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new good Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Good Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borke. Always glad that you are with me on this Monday after a big visit weekend on the portal recruiting front anyway, and one of those balls is dropped, if you will, so we'll talk about that today, a commitment after a weekend visit. I uh, have reason to believe there will be more coming, but for now, as of this recording, there has been one, so we will talk about that, an important one, by the way, an underrated position of need. Maybe not underrated, actually. I don't know uh, if it's underrated at all, but A position of need for Ole Miss, a big one that if you just pulled the average college football fan, they wouldn't say this position is as important as this one is for Ole Miss. How does that sound? That sounds a little bit better to me. So that's what we'll talk about today. Also, uh, some thoughts on the, the basketball game, if you want to call it that, that happened over the weekend in Starkville. But, hey. We uh, we got a portal pickup to talk about. My name again is Michael Borky. Please follow me on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube at Michael Borky B O R K E Y. Follow on Twitter, like the Facebook page, subscribe on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast, just search for this one. Just pull out your podcast app, search Rebel Report, uh, subscribe, leave a rating, and a review. So, Ole Miss hosted a bunch of visitors this weekend. Three quarterbacks were in town. The uh, Purdue portal quarterback actually withdrew his name from the transfer portal so that's not going to happen anymore uh Spencer Sanders did end up making it to the Ole Miss campus according to multiple reports this weekend the Oklahoma State transfer with I believe one year of eligibility remaining I still don't understand why he would want to go to Ole Miss I understand why Ole Miss would want him. We've laid it out and talked about it before. makes perfect sense why Ole Miss would want somebody with that kind of experience in their quarterback room if, at a minimum, he's able to push Jackson Dart. You're a turned ankle away right now from having to start a walk-on at quarterback. It makes sense for Ole Miss pursuing him. I don't understand why he would want to go to Ole Miss, though. With one year of eligibility, why would you go somewhere that has an incumbent starter – with the talent that Jackson Dart has. I had somebody tell me on Twitter that Dart sucks and he's not talented. And I, I still don't know how many of you are out there that, that think that. But you, when you say things like that, you could not be more wrong. That, anyway. Um, so he would have to, at absolute best, fight to win the job over an incumbent starter while also winning the locker room over from that incumbent starter for his final year of eligibility where he would have options that don't have guys like Jackson Dart currently on their campus. It would be an interesting choice, one that I would not advise him to take if I were advising him, but it doesn't matter what I would tell him. What matters is he visited Ole Miss and there's a chance that he commits to Ole Miss, also Vanderbilt's Mike Wright was in town over the weekend. We'll see if those materialize. There are a handful of other visitors as well. Um, I I would love Ole Miss to corner the market on uh, Gene Baptiste. The Ohio State transfer was in town, apparently, along with a few others. Uh, uh, We'll see what they can do there. But there is one to talk about. Caden Priestcorn, the Memphis tight end, uh, has committed to Ole Miss uh, today on Monday and that is a huge, huge pickup for Ole Miss for a lot of reasons. Number one, he can play. This past season uh, caught just over 600 yards worth of passes, 12.5 yards per reception, so a first down per catch. Uh, again, 602 yards, seven touchdowns on 48 receptions. He's an interesting case. He is uh, one of those guys that that people point to when they say stars don't matter, even though they're wrong about stars matter not mattering. But they point to guys like him and say, see – it doesn't matter. You just need to find the diamonds in the rough. Well, there are fewer diamonds, and we've been through that before. And I don't need to tell you guys that the percentages of five stars getting drafted is fifty percent, four stars is twenty percent, three stars is five percent, and and so on. But anyway, uh, Priest Corn was a high school quarterback. Went to Memphis. They they made him a tight end, and he was undersized. He's six foot six, so he's got great height, but like was like 215 or something like that, has added 45 to 50 pounds on his frame and has developed into a really, really nice tight end. Um, not the best blocker in the world, apparently. Like he's, according to Pro Football Focus, he's you know a top third college football blocking tight end uh, with their grades. Now, coaches hate those grades and think that they're not good and they should be taken with a grain of salt. But still... He's obviously a willing blocker, if nothing else, and can obviously catch the football as well. So he's a big pickup just on its own, Uh, obviously a good player, signing good players at positions that are involved in your offense is a good thing, obviously. But the tight end position, specifically for Lane Kiffin, is clearly extremely important, and we learned that. More so when they didn't have one, as opposed to when they had one, I think. So, Michael Trigg gets hurt, and and when he was healthy, he, he was still he was a liability blocking. Uh, there's there's some there's some hurdles he still has to jump when it comes to being locked in and prepared. Uh, we'll, we'll see if he's able to do that. Certainly, supremely talented though, but there's some things that he has got to get better at uh that that don't involve physical tools let's put it that way but he goes down and your only tight end really is Casey Kelly and he's limited already and then he got hurt and he was playing through an injury and and the offense started sputtering from there so this uh, one gives you depth at a, a very clearly important position for Ole Miss it will allow you if he remains healthy to see the potential in this offense having a useful and effective tight end that can also block or is at least willing to do so and capable of doing so but it also I think if he's able to buy in and lock in and focus you can get more creative as well with Michael Trigg you can do things where you have two tight ends on the field um, and that can help you get creative in a lot of ways but you can have Priest corn play on the line of scrimmage and have uh Trig, you know, line up in the H or, or in slot and, and kind of get creative and, and move him around a little bit more because instead of having just Casey Kelly, you will now have three scholarship tight ends on roster, one of which, again, was a high school signee. And we'll see if Casey Kelly can can recover from offseason surgery. But it allows you to get more creative. You you get better there, at least at blocking. You can use Michael Trigg in in a more natural way for him and his skill set, and you're getting a guy that with that size, again, 6'6", 255 is what he's listed at, that can catch 600 yards worth of passes in college football with multiple years of eligibility left, as I understand it. His best game came against East Carolina where he caught 100 yards worth of passes on just six receptions. Uh, He was used in basically every game, uh, caught a couple of passes against Mississippi State for 25 yards. Um, He's just simply an effective, useful, talented, big-body tight end that allows the Ole Miss offense to get flexible and creative the way it's supposed to now that they are... um, Going to be uh, going to have a tight end room that is actually filled with tight ends as opposed to last year when you had one get injured and another one play through injury and you refused to really play. You didn't really have anybody else to play. Changes that room a, a little bit for sure. And that is a really, really, really good pickup for Ole Miss. I think that more are coming, uh, maybe even as early as today. Haven't seen that news break, so I can't really talk about. Uh, that for sure, but I do expect there to be more to come. But a big pickup definitely for Ole Miss is Caden Priestcorn, the tight end from Memphis. A position of serious need for Ole Miss, which can explain a lot of position groups this offseason. But still, they sure up one, and that uh, that's a big deal. This podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website if you or your business is located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi. And you're in the market for office technology, so anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security, phone systems, whatever it is. If you or your business needs office technology and you're located anywhere inside of this great state, ABSMS.com is the website. Advantage Business Systems has you covered if you tell them I sent you, you get a complimentary office technology assessment so you tell them what you need and what your budget is and they will find a solution on uh, on me for you absms.com so this is going to be a shorter one today because we're just talking about one portal pickup and then uh, basketball so well, what I could do as I said to you guys the other day I think what I could do I suppose, is sit here and pull up the box score and break down the minutes and the points and the shooting percentages and really dive deep into the Mississippi State game. But I don't think you guys want that. I could be wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. Um, I, I'm sure there's a place where you can get that. That That's not going to be here right now. When When the team is so far away from playing meaningful basketball right now, it's hard to think that an audience... What am I? I know that a large audience does not want a, a breakdown of the game that just happened. because quite frankly, there, the apathy has set in. Understandably so. You'll see it on Tuesday. You'll see it on Saturday. Fans aren't going to show up anymore because the product is a, it's a horrible, horrible watch. They come off of going 4 and 14 in the SEC last year and they decided to keep Kermit Davis, and they did not uh, get scorers in the portal, and they did not do what they needed to do in the non-conference, and the team still can't score, and it looks like it is the exact same. Fans have checked out, and so breaking down the games I think is useless because you guys don't want to hear about that. What you want, I think, based on my conversations and observations from fan reaction as you want the season to come to a merciful end so you can get new blood into your program now it is too early to talk about that I think because it's January 9th we are a few weeks away from that being a reality uh, in terms of of a possible change Uh, I mean you know there's always a chance that a team has a miraculous turnaround um, I have seen a few people try to draw the parallel between this and the baseball team, and and that is a uh, an irresponsible false equivalence. Uh, I admire you for holding on to that kind of optimism, but the it couldn't be more different. But either way, I, I, I don't. I think it's too soon to have that conversation. They're three games into league play. However, that's the only one that fans are wanting to have right now. Is what comes next because this team can't score. The style is the same. Uh, They have seen now, everybody has seen that uh, players that have transferred out immediately get better offensively, like right away, get better at scoring the basketball when they leave. Uh, The the team itself looks dejected. They, they look like they're constantly looking over their shoulder, waiting to get subbed out. The second they make a mistake, the body language is, is horrible and the fan support is not there. So, Th- that's all anybody wants to talk about, and I understand. I completely and totally understand, and as I said to you guys the other day, um, yes, Ole Miss can do more to be competitive in basketball. Uh, they can, and and I suspect Keith Carter will, and it will not be at the detriment of baseball. I, I have seen a, a lot of people talk about how they need to stop putting resources in, into basketball and put it into baseball. And I mean, I had a friend text me that during the Mississippi state game. And I said, what does baseball need that they don't have because of basketball? Nothing, Uh, absolutely nothing. Baseball at Ole Miss gets whatever it wants. So basketball is not a deterrent to, to baseball. They've got a beautiful facility. It's at worst, a top 10 stadium in the country. They've got great facilities, uh, in terms of like the indoor practice facility and stuff like that, they've got the highest paid coaching staff, or at least the highest paid head coach in all of college baseball. Uh, they have actual NIL money, which like five programs in college baseball can say that they have real NIL money going into it. There is nothing that's going into baseball that or, there's nothing that's being withheld from baseball that is going elsewhere. Ole Miss baseball gets basically whatever it wants relative to other college baseball programs in the country. That's not a conversation that, um, you know, that's not realistic. Uh, Ole Miss does need to commit, in my opinion, more to basketball. But I do think a young, energetic coach, for example, or or, or like the Lane Kiffin, if you will, of college basketball, which wouldn't really be fair to describe Lane Kiffin in the same breath as this guy, but I was kind of joking the other day talking about Will Wade. You know, some people are going to roll their eyes and think that's crazy. But Will Wade's crime, quote unquote, his crime is something that's legal now. If you can clear him from if you think that he's getting cleared from NCAA punishment, what's the harm? You know, what, what can that hurt? What can Will Wade hurt if you know that he's not getting punished by the NCAA, which recent precedent says that he's not? Because Sean Miller uh, it didn't. Nobody's getting punished by them anymore. It's crazy, but it's not happening. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe there's no resolution in time to to know for sure, but there's no harm in a guy like that. But, but either way, uh, new blood always sparks new excitement. I think that more commitment needs to be given to basketball in ways that other teams around the SEC have. But what Old Miss currently puts into the program is not being maximized, and all of you see that. I, I mean, even the, the biggest Old Miss fan on earth can see that despite the program's limitations, and there are some, no doubt. I mean, there is a ceiling on the program for sure, but it's not being maximized. The the, the talent is not playing to its absolute best capability. Recruiting evaluations are not as good as they possibly can be. Um, offensive style is not as, as good as it possibly can be. The program is not being maximized in its current form, and, and I think everybody can see that. So uh, that's kind of where it is right now. It's going to be a frustrating few weeks before you can really start talking about you, you know the direction of the program. Either A, they're going to continue looking like hot garbage, which is what they look like right now. Or they have some miraculous turnaround that draws you back in. But when, when they don't have that miraculous turnaround, we can start having a different conversation. In the meantime, the basketball thing is just going to be frustrating for a while because you're not making a change mid-season. And there's no real benefit to that. I had somebody say to me that, well, they need to make a change now so they can start a coaching search. They can do that already. They they don't have to make a change now to start vetting candidates and making lists and stuff like that. So um, it's frustrating as hell. It is. It's early for sure. But the product is simply unacceptable. And it continues to look like what it has looked like. It, it's not like it's gotten worse, honestly. It's, it's just the same, which is not good enough. So... We'll keep talking about football and staff changes and portal and all that stuff uh, before baseball begins here inside of 40 days. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you guys on Wednesday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.